selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend. <laughs> it's so good. To see you. It's really a thrill to be here in gorgeous Midtown Manhattan recording our podcast. And I know just to situate everyone, we're actually in a different part of Midtown that's actually a little more like sleazy today. Sorry, we're off of what used to be called Hooker's Row in Times Square. Yeah, we're in the deep, dirty hell's kitchen. Where sailors used to get off the bus looking for a blowjob for a quarter. And they said, where can I get a drink? Where can I get a lay? And then a homeless guy would take out his dentures and suck you off right on the street. My favorite bar that I thought closed down. Obviously, not my favorite bar because I'm just discovering that it's reopened, (laughs) so I'm a poser. But Rudy's is reopened. Did you notice? I didn't know. I thought they had permanently closed. Same, but Rudy's, which is a bar in Hell's Kitchen, that has a huge pig outside of it. And has free hot free dogs. Free hot dogs. It's across the street from where we're recording. I saw they're reopened. Wonderful. Oh, my God. Wonderful. Beautiful. We can load up on dogs after. Yeah, we need to keep this city alive. That's so beautiful. So many old school iconic sort of Italian yes. spaces have closed. I and... know. And our people yeah. are suffering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without cultural heritage spaces to enjoy. Where are we, you know? How has your weekend been? I know I saw you at a weird country lesbian show that never ended, and I had to go this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, thank you again for coming to my rocking performance. I guess I should come out now as a 
poet of sorts. <laughs> After you left, I ran walking up to the stage to introduce the next band. I ran into the bass player's bass and started bleeding from the head. <laughs> I'm still really unsure. I, as I said, I don't understand how your head was at the height of a bass. So the stage was small mm -hmm. and I was coming from the bottom and the person was holding their guitar and kind of it was swinging around. And so then the stage the is end, elevated about. Yeah. OK, so you were on the lower level and you were maybe ducking a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was ducking a little and then okay. was like, OK, I'm ready to go in and climb on the stage. And I don't think they saw me coming. And then it was the end of the guitar. Right. That just went the butt. Right, the butt right into my skull. And I've never bled from the head. It felt it's terrifying. Natasha Richardson vibes. Thank <laughs> God you're still with us. <laughs> no, it is very like, and all of the lesbians were like, Are you dizzy? Who's the president? <laughs> and then like Maya was just like taking photos of me, like by guitars, my head bleeding. And then like the lesbians, I feel like were so just like one, two, three, four, like. And while we were Doing like so many <laughs> neurological tests that they learned in CPR class when they got recertified <laughs> yeah. in 2014. As I'm like trying to pose like with my blood. And just so you know, your certification may have lapsed during the pandemic. So you need to recertify. You need, absolutely need to recertify. So shout right. out to the lead singer of the band, Them, who got me ice. I'm glad yeah. that. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. You're um, covering your bruise with your swoopy new haircut, Elvis. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I have a haircut, so that's also huge. And um, I didn't even stay. I stayed till like one and there was like still one more band left. Oh my God. You left your own event. <laughs> I left my own event. I was like, I now have a head injury and I must. But anyway, it was pretty rocking in it. Yeah, I wrote this cool country song that I kind of did over music and it made me want to be... Mm, a poet? Sort of a poet, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I think poetry is such a, well, I'm not going to say underrated art form. <laughs> I often think it's kind of an overrated art form just because it's so, pretty like, easy, easy. easy to write. <laughs> and, and what's funny about my performance is it was like I was a musician, mm -hmm. yet I was also You're a You're also a poet. poet. And there's another person out there who is a musician and yet a poet. And I would say who also loves America. Rock and roll. Guitars. Women. Open men. roads. Men. Does she love women? women Maybe not that's so much. That's actually a question. She definitely loves men. Yeah. I've like never seen her photograph. <laughs> I've literally never seen her. <laughs> the woman in history, does she have any female friends? Some may call her mother. <laughs> a lot of gays may be calling her mother right now and they will stand her until they die. We are discussing the queen of, of slow Americana tinge slow fi pop. Slow fi pop for depressed girlies and gays and for all my benzo queens out there. Okay, for all my dirty girls who need a bull pack <laughs> right now. We're Ooh. talking about Lana, Lana Del Rey and her book of poems. Violet bent backwards over. And doesn't that just sum it up right there? All the Lana themes, fragility, femininity, California nature, fruit, California fruit, because there are oranges. So the cover of this book is like a beautiful watercolor. Stunning, really. Yeah. And we have some oranges, one of California's great exports, one of their many, oh, many. Oh, my God. Produce exports. When people in California are always like, can you believe it? I have an avocado and a lemon tree. Right in my backyard. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother yeah. had a lemon tree in her backyard in Westchester, Los Angeles. God, they have super fresh lemonade, really oh. sour. 
big lemons like you'd never seen. Large as a scone. <laughs> so, so your grandmother made kind of like a natty lemonade. Yeah. She didn't pour the sugar in it. Because mm. I think grandma she lemonade probably is so did sugary. pour like a shit ton of sugar in it. It wasn't just like the super tardy. Like... I mean, I do remember it being quite taunt. Okay. But yeah. I'm sure she was like ladling the sugar in. As was the custom in those days. Back in the 1900s. But yeah, so Lana, I, I'm going to come around and say it. I'm not a Lana fan. I've never been a Lana fan. To me, all her music sounds the same. Obviously, she has a real persona. You get the persona. That I get, yes. She's into the 50s. We got and it. the 60s. And the 60s. Which, don't forget, we're a time of great change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but she's not really into like anything after that. It's kind of like, and then let's take it back to the 50s. Yeah, even though she's also so 08 to me. Well, of course, because she's like indie sleaze. Indie sleaze. And she likes and rocker like, guys. And, and rocker toxic guys. guys. She and guys who play video games. Video games, but also like have guitars and like so she reminds me so much of like girls I went to high school with that like I already could tell like had like just done stuff. Like there's always a girl who's in like huge pants and a little bit of tank top and journaling always through class. Wait, sorry, you could tell that they had done stuff you hadn't? Like they'd yeah. sucked a dick before? Like sucked dick, done drugs, smoked, drank the right. works, you know? Like there was just <laughs> what like... we're calling the works. <laughs> Smoking, drinking, drinking sucking. sucking. fucking. Like maybe they didn't fucked, but they were like... Third they, base girls? <laughs> literally third base girls. You could see in their eyes, you know what I mean? And... Back to fandom. I would say probably I like Lana a little bit more than you, but like only because, of course, like my girlfriend like plays it yeah. constantly as a girl. Because your girlfriend is like such an e-girl and she has been so like depressed. Fan fiction, internet. Like we ordering so many wigs off Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) And then also friend, not friend of the pod, Eric, he wants day karaoke to See, I can't even remember the name of yeah. the song. And that hooked me. It was actually his karaoke rendition of a Lana song that I was like, whoa, the song <laughs> is really good at rock. L- Lily stick on Lana. What if a man <laughs> sung it? <laughs> Maybe that would slap. <laughs> Feminist icon. Well, also, and then, of course, it's like kind of good her. She's always just like, I'm actually not a feminist. <laughs> no, I know. It's like she is the just, ultimate. And, guys her, girl. and her quote about it, yeah. Another pick me girl following yeah, Marina Bravo. We're just on guys, girls to guys, girl. Yo, it's pick me season over here at CBC. And she's so just like, sorry, feminism is kind of boring. Don't care. Like, if we're into that, fine. As you know, like then post Trump, she was being like, wait, this is bad and like abortion is good. Right. And then she obviously does mention in this book that Trump is a megalomaniac. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Fuck Trump. Oh, by the way, her whole thing is being from California. She's literally from upstate New York, which is so and she, her. It makes so much and sense. And she went to Fordham. Yes. I'm so, like, so not. That really threw me for a loop when I, but I trotted yeah. over to the wiki. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've visited that Wikipedia. But do you know what I mean? Like, yes, there's the whole Hudson hippie part of it. But most of upstate New York is actually being SpongeBob SquarePants, like, T-shirts, smoking weed in a car in a parking lot. Like... <laughs> Which is suburbia, which is yes. Americana, like, which it's not go, go, go New York by any means. No. And it does actually have more in common with Southern California than with New York City, I will say. Yes. And I think it's like that desire of being like cold in Rochester mm. leads her to be obsessed with. With sweaters. <laughs> with, with, with California. Oh, which is warm and the sunny weather. Yeah. Around. 
So for our readers, and by readers, I do mean listeners, this book is just poems. Of course, it's all written in courier font. <laughs> and the, That's what's also so 2008 and polarized about her. So yeah. It's like, this book came out in 2020, and she's still being like, what's minimalist and, like, arty? Yeah, she's courier like, Courier font and, like, fake parchment. And then, like, fake crossing out words and writing them over in pen in the book. I screamed when I saw that there's faux whiteout, which yeah. again is harking back to being dark girl in school who's done the works. <laughs> to be like, fuck, let me white out this. My teacher hate me, but whatever. So, Lily, I'd love for you to read a poem to situate our listeners in the oeuvre of this book. This is one of my favorites. Mm. Thank you for asking me to do that, Stephen. And it is next to a photo, very Americana, of just like a water tower at dusk. This poem is called Happy. You thought I was rich, and I am, but not how you think. I live in a Tudor house under the freeway in Mar Vista by the beach. When you call, I take my phone outside to the picnic table that I bought from the Rose Bowl, and I listen to the rushing cars above, and I think about the last time you visited me, the last time we made love, how the noise got louder and louder during rush hour until it sounded like the sea. And it felt like the ocean was the sky. And that I was flying because you were two feet taller than me. And I could touch the stars. And they all fell down around my head. And I became an angel. And you put me to bed, happy. People think that I'm rich and I am, but not how they think. I have a truck with a gold keychain and the ignition. And on the back it says, happy, joyous, and free happy. And when I drive, I think about the last time my friends were driving with me, how the radio was so loud that we couldn't hear the words. So we became the music. Happy. They write that I'm rich and I am, but not how they think I have a safe I call the boyfriend box. And in it, every saved receipt, every movie theater ticket, just to remind me of all the things I've loved and lost and loved again, unconditionally. You joke that I'm rich, and I am, but not how you think. I live in a Tudor house under the freeway off Rose Avenue, 12 blocks from the beach. And when I call, I put your sweater on and put you on speaker and chat for hours underneath the trees. And I think about the last time you were here lying next to me. How the noise from the cars got louder and louder during rush hour until it sounded like a river or a stream, and it felt like we were swimming. But it wasn't just a dream. We were just happy. Do you think that poem is about the Pharrell song, Happy? Because <laughs> she is so Pharrell. Like, couldn't you see her, like, still being so moody and writing this poem, but, like, happy is on in the background well, in her, a really low volume her, in kind of a dark her way. Her thing that, like, gays worship her for is being, like, basic. And right. she's always, like, ordering a like a keyhole top from Amazon <laughs> and like slouchy boots from Macy's. And like dating a cop from Arizona yeah. and like having a white truck and like she's so, so she like, absolutely would be listening to Pharrell on Sirius XM. Right. And they'd be like, she's so fucking mother for having <laughs> Sirius XM. And she's like getting Del Taco. And again, she's ultimately like monster energy, like ordering well, 7 Eleven delivery. Back to, yeah, like hot girl summer yes. of just being like fast food. Fast food, Taco Bell. Monster. I mean, that poem has Lana Madlib's a little bit where it's like you have to have the California references. You have to be like 
fragile and breakable. Somehow it's like recognizing this old architecture of being like, I live in the old Tudor house. Yes. But it's also recognizing being like, I'm also literally under a freeway. I'm homeless. I'm a I'm like, freaky yeah. homeless freak. <laughs> Do you want to share? Gonna, Why don't I'm you share read, a poem with I'm us? I'm going to read one more. Sugar fish. Let me stick to something sweet. Sugar on my hands and feet. Sugar fish San Vicente. Sugar, sugar in my teeth. From your kiss, you texting me. From the movie theater seat. Dodger Stadium Slurpee. White confection in the sea. Powder waves froth over me. A fortune teller once told me, do things that you think are sweet. And a sweet man is sure to follow. So I made a bath that night of honey, dipped my toes in rose and money, stayed all night in the bath water, even some I swallowed. Now there's so much sugar on me, I can't keep the bees off me. Even most of my thoughts are charming, some are blue and borrowed. Marriage reference. Sugar, sugar, lips and teeth, fingertips touch emojis. Hard forever, hearts on fleek. BB, please come over. BB? Like for baby? Do you not get that all the time? I get that constantly. Yeah. No, I get that. I was like, hey, BB. Hey, BB. Yeah. And I'm always like. There's always a favor after that. There's yeah. always an ask. Hey, BB. Hey, BB. Do you think you could come earlier? Or it's very, I mean, I'm always like messaging someone. Hey, BB. That I haven't spoken to in three oh. years. Being just like, will you do my upcoming show? <laughs> Wait. So you use BB. If I'm talking to a faggot, I might say okay. BB. Anyway, I don't know if you know this, but Sugarfish is the name of a sushi restaurant in the valley. Like, this is again of her being like basic boots, hot girl shit. So now you guys kind of get the idea of this book. Kind of get the idea. It references things in her life. It's about her being basic. It's a lot about California. It's also very simple, I would say. The other thing about poetry, it's just line breaks. That's all it is. No, I know. Anything is poetry. It is the easiest thing in the world to write. Like, I said this to you last week. We need to come out with poetry books. Well, I'm going to share the poetry that I wrote that was inspired by this book later this episode. And I then you're going to instantly be calling Mac Mellon, being like, okay, get this bitch like, a chapbook. Get this big thin chapbook. So one of the first things I was thinking about reading this book, and the Violet bent over backwards over the grass. It's like this one of those poems where she's watching this like little girl in the sun bent over backwards. Mm. And it's this like fragile girl in the white dress. For me, what's I think one of the most interesting things about Lana Del Rey and the kind of central animating contradiction of her work and the central tension is, I think, between her image of herself and the image that she idolizes and romanticizes, which is fragile. And, like, that is often coded as thin and ethereal, which is often coded as white. And there's this very, like, I'm a delicate flower and, like, men are strong. There's breaking my heart, but I love it. But I, like, love the abuse. I want to be tortured. But I'm just so weak. And it's, like, her whole singing voice, her whole affect, it's the opposite of most, like, female pop stars today, which are, like, all about, like, athleticism and power and self-confidence. Right, the Ariana Grande, who's, like, and Selena Gomez are so, like, Always, I feel like in the Lululemon being like, we are dancers, we are makeup girls. Since the 90s, it's been like that for pop stars. But the thing about Lana is, she's not thin. And she is a pog, as we say in the industry. A pog? A fat-ass white girl. You never heard this term? I've never heard the term pog. Where do you live? (laughs) Sometimes I get off the internet, I guess. (laughs) Where do you live, Mark? A pog. Okay, P-H-O-G. Fat-ass. Wait, what? <laughs> Fat ass white girl? P, that doesn't add up. P, 
Fat is in P-H-A-T. Yeah, so oh, like P. A, ass, W, white, girl. So, oh, pog. pog. Okay. Pog. Pog. Okay, yeah. kind of like Southern. Pog. Anyway, but I think that cool, that's... Cool, I love learning new terms. <laughs> Gero- God, derogatory. I mean, in rap <laughs> these days, is bitch and talking about money. <laughs> but I feel like when she had that whole controversy, she was like, Ariana and Nikki and she's right. like, Beyonce and Megan, and she like listed all these black women and she was like, you celebrate them for like being such strippers and like, I can't talk about just like, wanting to, like, have an abusive boyfriend. <laughs> right. And then they, like, got mad at her for, like, her weight privilege of, like... It's, like, I think part of the unspoken frustration of her is, like, occupying this space where she's, like, wait, I want to be fragile, but I'm also kind of, like, a bigger girl. Because it's, like, the bigger white girls in the scene, it's, like, you know, you have your Megan Trainer, and it's, like, Megan Trainer's... Adele. Megan Trainer's so, like, I'm all about that base. And it's, and like, I'm Adele's... owning my body. And... Well, and I feel like that's why it's, like, Lana Del Rey is a more, like, picture of... America, because most, like me, most Americans, we have thighs. We have have hips, okay? And, like, we are going to Nordstrom Rack and buying Chloe's good American jeans, just like Lana. (laughs) And, like, what's funny to me about her is, like, being this, like, truck Macy's girl is how, like, she wants to be this Marilyn Monroe. And, like, there's a poem in here that's, like, all about Jim Morrison. I was, like... Again, like Jim died at 27. Seven. Like, that is so 15 to me to literally still just being like just hearing the 27 club. Yeah. Uh, like when rock stars die at 27. And still idolizing that. Her style is so basically, like, she could be more super skirt. Yes, yeah, she could be know? more cottagecore. She could be more fragile. Like, this girl in Violet Bent Over the Grass Backwards, it's like, I am imagining like way more like white eyelet dress that's yes. so flowy. I'm, like, so, like, one strap hanging down. And so, like, oops, I'm messy. And, And like, like, so messy. And, like, and maybe, like, she has a vintage Harley, but she has a new white truck instead. Yeah. But I think that speaks to the same contradiction where it's, like, she doesn't quite embody the physicality that, like, a lot of her mythology references. Because she totally could be more Daisy Jones in The Six, which a lot of folks are watching right now. Is that a film or like a book? It's, it, no, it's a TV show. Okay. And it's like a faux rockumentary, like based on Fleetwood Mac. Oh, That's okay. like about a band in the 70s. Badass. And then they do interviews. But it's like, she totally could be much more her style. Could be this hippie girl or thin girl, but like... She's not. And then, of course, is, like, her cosplay of the relationships, dating the cop. And then she dated Jack Donahue from... From Salem. Salem. Friend of the pod, Jack Donahue. Yeah, who once turned all the gas burners on at my apartment when I was having a party in college. Yeah, college is crazy. Talk about ultraviolence. Literally ultraviolence. Like, he is the ultimate guy for... Lana to write about. Yeah. And they like fake dated slash real dated, but now it's over. Yeah. So I was having this like absolute rager. I was living with. At 1640? Yeah, where we lived together. the summer. Yes. So it was actually before you moved there. Wow. Yeah, literally like This is in Chicago for those of you who don't know. Pilsen neighborhood, you know. The Bushwick of its time. You know, I was living with Mickey Blanco, physical therapy. Eva. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Edie Jim, <laughs> Jim Morrison. Jim Henson. Patty Smith. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Kermit. <laughs> the Fonz. <laughs> you never know who was going to walk through those doors. And yeah, I remember he just like turned all the burners on. Just like 
gas flowing. And then I think like Blanco kicked him out or someone did and was like, yo, not cool. How long were they on for? Probably just like five minutes. Okay. But like, so definitely enough to like to start an explosion, explosion or a fire. I mean, sometimes I'll leave my burner on for hours. <laughs> Didn't you leave your oven on once for like five months? There was a gas leak coming out of the back of the oven that okay. was burning for like a year or something. But and right now you have this kind of mysterious cough. That's... That was years ago. That was years ago. I'm over it. Celebrity book club. It was that summer. That summer, I started using Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes elevated loungewear and amazing, luxurious, soft bedding that surpasses even the finest hotel sheets for a restful night's sleep on your travels or at home. I love Cozy Earth so much that I got it as a present for my spouse. And the things that happened on that bed, you wouldn't believe it. I got their joggers and oh my God, it almost feels like you're nude, better than nude. It feels like you're swimming in the most luxurious ocean. So stay cool and comfy during long flights with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, adding mm, a touch of style to your travel ensemble. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code CBC at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after checkout, okay? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented coffins or outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You know, (laughs) okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Yes, daddy. And take your business to the next level because we're business women. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. I'm talking Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and all your favorite DTC brands. Do you want to be a Brooklyn in business? Or do you want to be the sad girl selling candles on the subway? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. If you do it uppercase, it won't work. Just like your sales if you don't use Shopify. Shopify.com slash book club. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's talk about her, her relationship with other women because she makes some references in this book. A few. That I, I, I kind of didn't clock that. Okay. One, it's... I'm funny, but I'm only funny when I'm When drunk. I'm drunk, which I haven't been in 14 years. years. So is that her being sober? So I read on her again when I traveled to her Wikipedia. 
Her parents, quote unquote, sent her to rehab, a.k.a. just boarding school when she was 14 for alcoholism. Harris Hilton vibes. Yeah. Huh. And so now she's off it, or she's saying that a poetry book because she knows her mom is reading it. I mean, I but think she's you're... thirty-seven, so that math wouldn't add up. I heard a story, I think, from one of our friend of the pods in LA. That he uh-huh. was like at a party at Lana Del Rey's house once, and she never left her bedroom, but that she like sent out trays of coke like from the bedroom to the what? party goers. And then, like, people would, like, bring maybe, like, other objects into her. Like, offerings? But she, yeah, like, offerings to the queen on the altar. But she was being so, like, I am tired girl, girl. bedroom girl, (laughs) Girl. messy girl, lying down (laughs) girl, violent, bent over the The bed girl. And I'm just going to lie in my, like, weird bedroom that has, like, so much floral and, like, messy shit everywhere. Yeah, like, her dresser must be Wait, so there's a photo, actually, of a girl's dresser in this book that I assume is hers. Oh, yeah, it's covered in stuff. We have a pink iPhone case with cherry decals on it, which is so indie sleaze, like, cherry tattoo girl. I feel like she and Katy Perry were, like, the same in 2009. Do you know what I mean? And then Katy Perry became way more... Like, dance pop and, like, radio pop and Lana was just like, I'm going to stay as being, like, quiet. Quiet and sultry. And... guitar pop. There's, like, a little tray. There's a grinder we see with weed in it. A candle. One of those huge sages with the rubber band around it with Palo Santo strapped to the sage. Like, more gilded frames. Like, lots of pill bottles. Lots of more candles, like random skincare stuff. It's just classic. There's loose pills on the tray, and it's like kind of an old-timey dresser. Just, I've seen so many of these bedrooms. I've seen so many bedrooms, and like, and now I'm thinking of my dorm. And the girls always have these toxic boyfriends they date for two and a half years. Yes, and also those girls sometimes are always in their room. Like, yeah. I remember <laughs> this girl in my dorm on the smoking floor, like, and... I feel like sometimes I go in there and hang out with her and I was like, wait, I've never seen you leave your room. But then would like reference her boyfriend, of course, who was like older and she was like big hoodie and like watching like nip tuck for maybe like 19 hours a day (laughs) (laughs) is like very Lana's vibe. You want those girls to get out. And I think she did. I mean, she obviously has left her house. Oh, for sure. She has to go to the studio to make music. She's occasionally going on, like, a walk for coffee with her random boyfriends. Right. She's going to Runyon Canyon, maybe? Yeah, because, I mean, isn't the whole thing about, like, L.A.'s walking paths? Is that they're, yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, she is in Malibu most of the time, so maybe she's just, like, going to the beach and getting drunk at the beach, walking the beach, all of her beach stuff. Beach stuff, yeah, which she references. She has this whole poem. I want to talk about her stolen, like, vehicle, like, valor. The, I'm going to F-150 myself. Oh, no, that, no, that's just, I'm going to 5150 myself. That means oh. like, I'm going to commit myself to a mental institution. Okay, I thought she was, like, doing a mix of, like, <laughs> saying she was going to kill herself, but it was, like, a play on the fact that she drives a truck. So I was kind of, like, wanting You it. heard F-150. I was being more country, just being like, I'm going to F-150 myself. Well, you need to write that song. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was talking about the poem where she talks about taking both sailing lessons and pilot lessons. Let's talk about the lessons. When she has to, like, execute some maneuver in this airplane, and then then she doesn't do right, and the guy's like, you don't trust yourself. And she's like, I didn't trust myself, not just 2,500 feet above the coast off Malibu, but in life. 
And then she's like, I'm not a sailor. And he's like, you don't have to be. Like, you can be a sailor. You need to, like, believe in yourself. And then she realizes that she's not a sailor and she's a poet. And the whole poem is kind of her about being like, actually, wait, I'm, like, an artist and a bedroom girl. And I don't need to be, like, learning how to be a pilot or a sailor. But trying to get your pilot's license is... is pretty wild. And And I think she's doing it in this way that is still just very, like, retro Americana, like, being so my grandfather, like, getting a pilot's license in the 30s vibes. It's like... Right, just being like, I can drive a plane. I mean, it's also very, like, Scientology in this way. Kind Mm. of like John Travolta, like, L.A., you can do anything. Yeah, I mean, sailing to Catalina is one of... Our nation's great pastimes. Mm. Did you ever take sailing lessons? No, but my grandfather had a boat. Okay, so he had this a boat a diff- and a pilot's license. No, it's my mother's father. Everyone had- was licensed up. My mother's father had the pilot's license. Okay. And he was part of this crazy troop that, like, did tricks, like, in the 20s. Like, what? On, like, film. Wait, on, like, the original film strips. And they were all strips. in their big goggles? Yeah, and they were called, like, the Black Cats. Or, like, Stop the Black it. Kitty Cats. There's this whole crazy story about them. And, like, there's crazy, like, old-timey film reel footage like what? of people in his crew like literally walking out on the wings of like the most Wright no. brothers planes and like changing wheels midair and like sometimes people would die. It was like the Harlem Globetrotters. Tr- they were the Harlem Globetrotters of planes in the 20s. That's um, the craziest thing. And he thing. was toxic. Okay, okay, he was toxic. Okay. But my father's father had like a small sailboat like in Marina del Rey and they would like sail to Catalina sometimes. I'm always so weird now when people from the past are from L.A. You yeah, because I mean? you're like, that's a new town. What were yeah. you, how are you there? <laughs> it's a new town. Okay, why are you allowed? But L.A. is so the past. It's so, like, caked well, in the 50s. I recently watched L.A. Confidential, which is an amazing film. Mm, I'm sure yeah, Lana Del Rey loves oh, L.A. Confidential. I mean, she's so L.A. Confidential. And it is about, like, Russell... About dames. And well, like, Russell Crowe, like, dates a hooker. And yeah. he thinks he's the only one. And then, of course, like, she cheats on him. And it's a whole thing. I was surprised by the sailing and pilot lessons things because I thought her thing was a little more, like, working class, stolen valor. Like, I'm on a truck and my boyfriend is, like, in prison. Right. But I think that she is approaching sailing and piloting in a way that's more my grandfather mm. and less, like... Working class <laughs> Well, more, more, more like retro stuff yes, as opposed right. to like Chad stuff where it's like new sailing, new stuff. sailing stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get in my 120 foot America's Cup yacht. It's like she's more talking about like my grandfather's like 30 footer in Marina. Right. You know, Ray. what it also is it's like about like the guy who works at a dock and like they him and his father have a boat. Yeah. And like people take rides on. It. Yeah. And it's like, my boyfriend has a boat. And his dad also has a boat. boat. He takes rides to the kids. His father thinks I'm pretty. Like, that kind of vibe. The problem with her music is, for me, like, a lot of music, I like to walk to it, be driving to it. Uh, You know what I mean? And And, the pacing's just not there. And I was trying to listen to the new album as I got off in Times Square, and I was like, this is an impossible place to listen to Lana. Lana is music for sitting. Yes. Sit down. Someone recently asked me, actually, at a poetry reading where I read last week, they were like, oh, like, are you obsessed with the new album? And I was like, honestly, no. And she was like, oh, is it because, like, you're thriving? Oh, they it's called only me for out. depressed Yeah, and girls. they were like, oh, I guess you're thriving. Like, you're not, like, sad enough to listen to it. And I was like, I actually do have sad music, but, like, I actually need my sad music to even be a tiny bit. Yeah. 
I think my issue is it just... I mean, I love video games. I love my boyfriends in the band. I love I, her, her summertime cover. I love... What I love is one song. I get that vibe and I get the etherealness and the softness and the heartbreak in there. And she is able to imbue a lot of power without, like, belting. And I think that's, like, quite impressive. Yeah, there are sometimes when it's like she belts but doesn't belt. But I'd so much rather listen to Billie Eilish, who also can imbue, like, a soft, like, falsetto with, like, a oh, ton wow. of power. Interesting. And has, like, depressed music and quiet music and messy girl music and bedroom music. But then there's way more variety in It's so funny. I songs. actually, I totally disagree. I listen to Lana so much more than Billie Eilish, and I feel like Lana, her emotions come through where Billie Eilish is so twisted with her brother. Like, I do like Billie Eilish, but I'm like, I kind of, I get a vibe more from Lana than Billie. I think Lana's vibe is definitely more singular. It is more like she's so committed to her retro cosplay. And I think that's, like, really impressive for an artist to stay in that over and expand and expand and expand on it, like, with everything that she does. And I know that, like, Billy is more just, like, I'm a teen and she's kind of, like, doing what teens are doing and, like, scrawling in my journal and being angry and angsty. And then being, like, wait, now I have tits, but I'm, like, famous and I'm hot. And, like, that's rough. But I'm, like, learning to, like, cope with it. I want to read this last stanza. And this photo, another, this is just so Lana. So it's a photo in, like, sepia tone of, like, a retro oven <laughs> except it's a and double it, retro oven which makes me think i'm like this actually truly really does need to be pretty much of an antique find there's two ovens and it's a six burner yeah I love which that. is actually pretty but of course and, you know, and it's about the domestic it's about the feminine tending to the hearth would standing in front of mount rushmore feel like the great american homecoming i never had let's discuss that line for a moment i mean I love this because this is so her where she is. So just say George Washington was bae. Like, <laughs> and... Well, also, obviously, as I said earlier, as a pog, Mount Rushmore is one of the only places where she's going to feel small in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> she's also tall, right? She's like 5'10". I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Okay. I'm not even going to guess someone's height these days. Right, before you get absolutely canceled. I mean, I think, I just think it's really hard to tell what how tall anyone is until you see them well, in person. Well, especially celebrities because they're always shorter. They're always shorter and photos are crazy. I do imagine her more 5'9 with platform like wedges from like that store Mandy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cork wedges. Cork wedges. Would the magnitude of the scale of the sculpture take the place of the warm embrace I've never known? Which, again, calls into questions her relationships. It's There's always such a... The Jack one seemed fake mm. to me. The cop, I think, was real. Yeah. Or should I just be here now in the kitchen, bare feet on linoleum, bored, but not unhappy? This last line killed me. Cutting vegetables over boiling water that I will later turn into a stew. <laughs> Is she making the stew? Is she even making this stew or is she just like really slowly cutting celery like, and then yeah, kind of like slowly, walking away? I believe she's slowly cutting <laughs> a carrot, slowly cutting celery, just boiling them. There's no onion. There's no like spices. And then they're just like boiled. And she's like, oh, I forgot. And, and then, then like, they're ordering Del Taco. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like Uber Eats. And she's <laughs> like, I made a soup. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing is just like there isn't really much beyond this like insanely like simple description of like fetishizing like retro like feminine right, so duties whole, just right, being like, like i'm barefoot i'm barefoot it's like 
I'm barefoot in the kitchen cutting celery. Like, and, like, like a that's total housewife. And this is when I come back to saying that poetry is really easy. Um, when you say that, I wrote a little something in the span of one minute. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I want to share with you. I would love to hear it. And by the way, I love poetry, okay? So, yes, it's easy, but I love it. I know. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I think it's quite enjoyable. But, yeah, I will say. So, yeah, out there in Radioland, I wrote this in about, yeah, one minute. And see if I can get this published. Standing at the Mechanics, Coney Island Avenue, weather warning, pizza shop sign, Rocky Marciano, mass plates in the Big Apple. When you fucked me hard after the game, we went to Coney Island Avenue. Milky coffee like my mother used to make at night. I want the taste of the ocean, but I hate salt. Red, blue, and white. White, blue, and red. American flag popsicles. Ding, ding. Smoke is cloudy. My car is ready. Whoa. Fuck. That was poetry. Poetry. And of course, it's like the repeating of the line of the Coney Island. It's like, that's poetry. That's like, poetry. Repeat, repeat one line. Do you want to know where I was coming from with that? Or do you want to kind of interpret it for yourself? I'm guessing that you were thinking about Italian food. No, I had to take my car to the mechanic today because there was something oh. dragging under it. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. And next to it is a pizza place called Rocky's. And it's, of course, so me. Their entire cash register is just covered in police badges. Nice. <laughs> and there's tons of photos of Rocky. So that was my poem. Is your car okay? Yeah, it's actually 20 bucks. They just drilled the piece of plastic. Cars are always that thing where it's like, oh, this Lulu either could be $600 where they're just like, you need to get your engine replaced. Yeah. And then this, they actually just like drilled up a piece of plastic. I'm like, that's $20. <laughs> could have done it yourself with duct tape. I did do it myself with duct tape, but I decided to get it officially done. Wow. Yeah. So responsible. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty responsible. Thank you yeah. for getting recertified. Okay, wait. So I have two poems here. I'll read one and then we'll see how we feel. I always liked the lobster ravioli at Crew. It doesn't quite taste like lobster. It tastes like my mother's perfume. Dry, with a hint of chamomile and vodka. It's comforting like an old blanket you leave in the back of your sob and take to the beach at Maya Comet. Or Quidnet. Or Ladies Beach, if you're feeling frisky. Feeling like you want to feel like a teenager again. The last time I went to crew was the first time I went without you. Without you ordering a glass of champagne just for yourself. And a seafood tower so tall it could have been the Old North Church. Chiming its bells, one if by land, two if by sea, one in your hand, and the other was me. When we dug the pit on the beach at Eel Point to do the clam bake, and you told me I wasn't digging deep enough, I said it was because I didn't want to disturb the crabs' homes, and you laughed, and said the crabs didn't care about my pain, they only wanted me for my money. And then we thought we saw Bill Clinton but it was just seaweed and shadows. One in the hand, the other was me. The one in the hand was by land a blonde from Cohasset. 
I thought she looked so beautiful in her Lily Pulitzer dress drenched in water at the fireman's cannon fight on 4th of July. The other was me, dry. I told the man at the video store on Main Street that I didn't want to rent the blind side anymore because that was the movie during which you kissed me while we shivered under the mohair blanket on my mother's couch and the man at the video store with the teeth as yellow as a New York City taxi cab told me that the last person who took it out never returned it. I couldn't even rent it if I wanted to. Wow. Tragedy on Cape and the Islands. <laughs> and it's like, was that about an ex or was it about your mother or was it about both? Right. And is your mother your ex? And is am I my mother? Yeah. And I think, And are you your mother's ex? Did she have to make you an ex? And this is what I'll say again. It's kind of just like, it's very just plug in your own references and you have a poem. I yes. know that we're both brilliant writers, obviously, and like, but still. It's about repeating things. Yeah. And then adding and in line and line breaks and then details. Being like, mother ordered the glass of champagne. The blind side, like, screaming. It's like when you're writing comedy, when you're writing a fucking tweet, you're trying to make an observation. You're trying to be funny. When you're writing an essay, you're trying to make a point. When you're writing poetry, there's literally no goal. It doesn't have to be anything. Well, isn't the goal because, I mean, there have been poems. That have changed the world. Like, howl by... No, okay. Allen Ginsberg, famous poem where he's like, America, I love you. America, like, why are you breaking my heart? Mm -hmm. Like, America, what are you going to do with the atom bomb? Mm -hmm. Lana. L.A., I'm from nowhere. Who am I to love? L.A., I've got nothing who I am to love you when I'm falling this way. L.A., not quite the city that never sleeps. Like, it's a full copy. And what I'm obsessed with is I don't think she's ever heard that Allen Ginsberg America poem. Interesting. Even though this is, like, so the same format. Yeah, and it's about, like, a city, a place breaking your heart, but you can't stay away from it. Yeah, I wonder. I guess because Ellen Ginsberg gay and like, okay, is she a fag hag? That's right. another is question. She, I think she does have a gay, but I don't think she's a fag hag. But then you know I'm like, I mean? why do we know someone who's been at a party at her house? Right. But I guess like LA is so parties at houses and obviously there's going to be gays there, but it doesn't mean that you're so Kathy Griffin and like. Right. She's not having like, what I think like fag hag, I'm like, is she having like a RuPaul's like full Lance Bass like night over? Like Kelly Ripa, fag hag. Lana. But is she a fag hag in the way that, like, dear friend, just like Sam Rosen is like her gay, even though he's not? But I mean, like, it's right, because gay- he's like a tier seven Kim Petras gay, obviously. Yes. Kim Petras is having all the girls over. Like, are there other just kind of like stoner music gays over at her house who are just like, girl, his dick is huge. And she's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think literally no. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it, and I'm like... I think there's, like, two gays who are kind of mask and earring and, like, streetwear who are, like, have been in a couple for 10 years, and they're, like, quietly open. And And they're they're wearing, like, like, fear of God sweatpants. Yeah, and they're her friends, and she occasionally sees them. But, right, I don't think there's a crew of gays. And when she is, like, in her truck blasting music, like, one of those gays is there, and then, like, her sister, and then, like, a boyfriend. 
but he's not being just like, oh my God, girl, like the latest Azalea Banks, like tirade is like going off hunty. Like, I mean, her one game may be sending her a link to the Azalea Banks, like, and she's like not responding to it. Yeah, I know. Cause like when Azalea is just going off on Lana, it's like, is anyone showing her that? I don't know. I know. I'm really picturing her so again in this Tudor house under the bridge, like so just doing her own thing. But like, At the same time, girls who are inside, like, they're on their phone. Yeah. You know, her being, like, her infamous, like, question for the culture, like, why does Nikki get to be celebrated for having an ass? Like, that is very, like, okay, you are online. Yeah. You are aware of what's going on. So I guess somebody is sending her... They're sending her links. The Azalea links, and it must be a gay. So the Fear of God couple... Yeah, the Fear of God Essentials couple (laughs) is sending her an Azalea link. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. 
This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Segments bent over the grass. How does she live? What does she wear? What does she eat? What does she eat? Del Taco. Del Taco. <laughs> and like... Chips. Chips. Like Lay's. Popsicles. Seltzer. You know, sidebar, you know where there was no seltzer in New Orleans? And I'll tell you about that in the VIP lounge. Oh, other cities like don't... Like, Literally other cities don't, don't have, have seltzer. seltzer. And it's anti-Semitic. It is. Like once, I mean, this was years ago in Chicago, no seltzer. And now like some cities like do... Le Croix, but yeah, right. we'll get into the seltzer shortage yeah. in the lounge. <laughs> Let's get into it. What is she ordering at McDonald's? I think she's someone who orders chicken more at McDonald's. You don't think she's so fish fillet and a snack wrap? I think they just continue the snack wrap. Oh, God. I know, which is too bad because that actually was kind of a low-calorie snack. No, it was like a perfect 165 cal pick-me-up. <laughs> on the go? <laughs> I, I think, no, I think she will be absolutely nasty when they do the, So like, you're saying she's chicken, not Big Mac? I mean, I think she's honestly both, but, like, goes more chicken. And I agree. I mean, that's more girl to right. get the McChicken. And I keep on seeing these so many ads for the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Yeah, ew. And it's always, like, the And they do the this huge sauce, like, drizzle. all over the bacon. Like, I don't think she's doing that. I think she's just, like, maybe McChicken, fries, you know, chicken nuggets. You know I met a food stylist in Tampa once who told me that they use Windex for food photo shoots to get it shiny. That makes a lot of so sense. So those buns in the Mickey D's ads are Windexed up. I knew you couldn't eat that stuff, but I didn't know it was Windex. I mean, Windex is one of my favorite products. <laughs> this is so you're the dad in my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, like, Windex no, for everything. For everything. And then I think she, like, has made, like, her cop boyfriend, like, where she got, like, flour tortillas and, like, did a quesadilla night. And got, like, Sargento shredded cheese. And was cheese. just so, like, microwave piece of And then, like, did, like, cut maybe, like, a rotisserie chicken and shredded it. Or just, you know what she is? She's getting the pack of chicken breasts, nonstick pan, no salt or anything. And she's just... Mm-hmm. White people don't be seasoning yeah, their breasts. very, <laughs> like, white people don't know how to cook. Like, and then she's just cutting that up, no seasoning on the flour tortilla Tostitos salsa. Maybe, maybe that's a more of a late night sack when she's home alone in Malibu and she's just like had a couple gorgeous like CBD. Mm, and then is whipping up this like, quesadilla. CBD gummies from the Carly Claus's line or whatever. Yeah, I'm so curious about this stew. The stew is not getting made. I no, agree with the, you on yeah. that. Um, what does she wear as we discussed? She's like a Macy's. Macy's <laughs> Little suede boots. Tank tops. I mean, she's been very 2003. Denim shorts. She orders clothes from Amazon like our dear friend Daniel does. Yeah, friend of the pod, Daniel, who's always wearing shoes from Amazon. I think she's an American. Here's a question. Do you think she does, you know how like Amazon, you can do like prime wardrobe? Uh, I'm not familiar with this procedure. Oh, I don't 
totally get what it is, but I've seen it on their site. I think they kind of send you clothes in a like net porter way, but it's like Amazon. Okay, and you can like and find you what you she, like yes. and send back and what you don't. Send it back like is she doing prime Amazon wardrobe? And then obviously like stylists are sending her stuff, but I think she's just like I think she wears good Americans. Yeah, and I'm sure maybe somebody on Chloe's team sent her like something at some point. And I think she's a Victoria's Secret. Like lingerie kind of girl. Yeah. I guess I'm like, is she that basic or is she pulling one on us? Well, you would think that because she's so idolizing the 50s and like, you know, I bet she loves Dita Von Tees. I wonder what her relationship with her is. But it's like, would she be more Asian provocateur and getting like a sexy get up? Right. Maybe the lingerie is fancier and like. But she's a little bit more like teddy than she is like whip and corset. Yeah, I think it's like see-through. But they have teddies at. Little see-through black teddy or like pink. I think it's a little more like playing with California and like absolutely. And even a yellow. I'll say it. Oh, a canary well, yellow teddy. That would be very lemon tree yes. California. Yes. And then I'm sure she has her boyfriend box. Oh wait, this is what I want to ask you about. Do you have a boyfriend box? So it's so funny because I wrote in my notes I have several boyfriend boxes. Mm. One that actually does have, I feel like, old photos. Concert tickets. No, it literally is like concert tickets, an old pin, like an old photo from a past relationship. Mm. But it's also like stickers and like an old tax form. Yeah. And those are the things that make you nostalgic. Yeah. And you hold on to because you're like, well, I'm not going to throw this out necessarily. It feels hard because I mean, it's just a classic Marie Kondo thing, but you worry that by throwing that out, you've lost any memory or connection. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm over it. I'm not holding on to the sadness. I just want to remember this happened. I want to remember that I was alive once. Because I'll go through and I'll find these old like photos from me used to take photos, mm. right, of, of old boyfriends and random museum stubs. And you're like, well, maybe this is a moment in time. But a lot of the time for me, like... Do you I, have a boyfriend box? I, I feel like you're very I usually, tossing out I'm, of the relish. I'm very tossing. I, <laughs> I, I famously put my last boyfriend's computer on the sidewalk, <laughs> which I am not going to apologize for. Say it loud and proud on the pod. <laughs> and like, I always am like rummaging through my closet and finding this one like weird like photo strip that I did at a weird tequila activation that our friend DJed. And it's me and my ex boyfriend, like, just kind of looking like we're not having that much fun. And it's just like, like it took a while to get in. You waited for your one tequila and we're, drink. And, and we're using like, one like feather prop that was given in the activation photo booth and you're kind of like huh and then I'm like well this is just so random and emblematic of the fact that maybe the relationship wasn't going that well that maybe it's important to remember this so I don't like over nostalgize it you know what I mean and then I also have photos that I've taken off my fridge of friends with their exes. I have like a friend's boyfriend's box. And I thank you for doing that. And then I am like like I remember I was having a party and I took a photo off and I was like, it was right before the party and I just kind of like shoved it in like some drawer. So that I wouldn't walk into your kitchen and be triggered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're and just then like, well, I what feel do like I do I was with like this? looking for like the lemon squeezer and then I'm opening it. I'm like, okay, Polaroid. And I'm like, yeah. What and do then I? you started crying. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, what? Oh, that summer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We need to find some better way to, I mean, maybe it is just about one box. And maybe she is right. And just keep it in one place. 
And so you're not constantly like running into these questions of like, oh, I'm seeing it on the fridge, the drawer, I'm looking for something else. And if we just like, commit to keeping it in one yes, area. Yes, it is one box. And then I have random, you know, brick or brack. But I think if you keep it to one box, but then that also feels so that movie Brittany Murphy, like Little Black Book, where it's like, your current lover is like looking for um, a tape dispenser. And then they pull and out this like, hat box. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> what is this? And they're going through it and they're like, does this all mean something to you? But right. it's also like you can hold on to memories and not miss them. Or can we? Mm. 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 I leave you with that. Okay. Um, Who are you in the... We, or we how, does wait, she how does she live? The bedroom is messy. And the living room, I think, is a little bit like... Bear. It's yeah, I was gonna say it's a little bit empty. I'm actually so curious. I'm like, I think, I think it's high bed. I, yeah, I think it's high bed with like brass humidifier. Yep, high LA bed with brass. And like, and like, there's like six boyfriend boxes under the bed, and then the living room is very like there's a 42 inch or like even a 35 inch TV like sitting on top of a kind of like beat up old credenza and like one couch. 35 inch TV is crazy. That's like a computer she's, monitor. She's, she's into like retro stuff and she's so the 50s. No, I think it's huge stoner girl TV. Okay, and she's watching the game with yeah, her cop she's, boyfriend. Yeah, like a low basketball As game. she's making her microwave nachos. Oh, it's so... Using the volume <laughs> The low. volume, volume. I know volume not, yeah, yeah, volume. Well, we're calling a low basketball game. <laughs> when girls watch basketball games with their boyfriends, oh. the volume's on like 22. That sound, just saying that, I can just hear it right now, and it and actually like is like a painful. grinder and like blunt wrappers like yeah. on the coffee table. And then she's walking out onto the balcony and looking at the beach and being like, mm, it's mm. so pretty out, and then going back inside. And it's also it's like it's so bright, too. The basketball game is on. It's like oh, yeah. right outside. Well, she probably has to like draw the curtains. There's not too much glare on the TV for her man's game. Classic. All right, who are you in the, the book? book? Um... I guess you are, which Lana are you? Are my pilot lessons? No, your sailing lessons, Lana. Your okay. Catalina. Right. Because you're so knots. Yeah. I don't see you like get it. I think you, it would be a little too anxiety with the pilot lessons. <laughs> I and think the you're dead right about that. But I think you'd really get into tying and like that and you'd get a little outfit and a hat and like yeah. you'd be like, yeah, my new thing is going to Catalina. I actually have to leave early because I have my... Catalina lessons <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I, the Lana, I think I am her. We have the same favorite scent, campfire. Oh, wait. She's like, if you ask my sister what I smell like, she'll say campfire. If I ask Gia what you <laughs> smell like, she'll say you smell like campfire. Probably not, but like, I'm like, girl taking her phone out to talk outside. That's the one I was like, I relate with, where you're like, oh, yes, like, let's smoke a bowl and talk on the phone outside. Okay, I give this book... Mm. Hmm. I give this book 2.4 F-150s yeah. out of five for staying on brand, for being a sad girl, for doing the sepia tone Instagram photos... It's a little bit even longer than I expected, even though the Audible clocks in at 45 minutes. But when I went to Barnes & Nobles to uh, get this, mm -hmm. I was just going to read it there with my coffee, like sitting on the ground because I wanted to like be such a Lana, like dirty teen. And I was like, actually, you need to take this home. Beautiful. It's okay. going to take a while. So it actually surprised you with yeah. the depth. 
Yeah, I'm giving this two out of five gorgeous, tart, large California lemons. I just, I'm not so impressed. It doesn't feel very, like, of its time. It feels like it could have come out 15 years ago. That's where I was like, you're a little more detailed in your songs. Like, I wanted more retro stuff. Yeah. I was like, these feel like poems you wrote in high school. Yeah. And then just all the choices being, like, so obvious with the courier and the sepia and and the the fake parchment. Extremely basic. And um, it's literally just like, Sylvia Plath made a path. Like, I agree. I think her song lyrics feel more tangible and creative and interesting than these do. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like, you'd think the more basic lyrics would go to the song. Right. Because you can sing those and who cares. Right. Well. um, But anyway, Lana, great work. Keep keep creating. And I'm going to keep on paying attention. She has one more poetry book than I do, so. That's the thing. We say poetry is easy, but either of us have the book. Where's the book? Okay. Um, Best. Celebrity Book Club is produced and edited by Darby Masters, who I met on the freeway smoking a cigarette. The supervising producer and editor is Abu Zafar, who doesn't love me like I love him. Our executive producer is Christina Everett, who makes the most delicious stew in all of San Fernando Valley. Our theme song was produced by Stephen Phillips Horst, who tells me I'm pretty, but I don't think he believes it. Our logo was designed by Teddy Blanks at Chips, Los Angeles. I miss him every day. CBC was originally conceived and created and birthed by prologue projects, warm, wet, like the womb I could never return to. Sign up for our Patreon at Patreon dot com slash cpc the pod kill me hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail katz This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.